Welcome to the, I can't remember which number of podcasts this is, I think it might be the 15th. 15. Anyway, so welcome back to the Little Bear Abroad podcast and uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about how to make friends in... Uh, why were you pointing at your nose, Cam? Because I was sniffing and I didn't <laughs> think that was good to do on a podcast. You do anything, my love, it's fine. <laughs> It's okay. Um, We've so, got Cam with us for the first time. I know. I remember, that's what I was just going to say. I was like, oh. I now need to introduce everybody because you, you were sniffing on it. So, um, uh, yeah, so the original crew of the podcast that was always meant to be Yay. Ellie and Cam. Hello. Hi. Welcome, Cam. Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. I'm very well, thank you. Good. Are you excited to be here? I'm very excited. On what is this meant to be the most depressing Monday of oh, the year? It's, it's Monday. marketing. It's marketing. Crap. It's marketing. Ignore it. Ignore it all. Yeah. Ignore it all. I'm not um, yeah, as long as you, you know, I'm always like, wear your brightest, biggest. Uh, and you were looking very bright when you walked in today. With my yellow. Yellow yeah. mac. I know. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, friendships. I have you two lovely ladies. Thank God we've got each other. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> friendships abroad. Kind of a tricky subject. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it on the podcast was because during New Year, I got talking with a friend and she brought up how she was kind of finding it tricky dealing with the temporary nature of friendships when you're like living abroad. And, um, and I spoke about that a little bit last week when we, we did the live podcast. Um, and I think it is really tricky to get your head around you know, because you invest so much time and energy and it, it can be demoralizing when, you know, you've mm-hmm. spent 18 months getting to know somebody and then one day they turn around and they're like, bye, see you oh later. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. I mean, yeah. what's, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Do you want to go first, Cam? Um, yeah, I guess it's, it depends on whether they have moved here or whether they are here temporarily, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's a good point yeah because often you find that people we three have Swedish partners so we're likely speaking for myself Mm. I'm likely to be here for a good number of years yeah Um, at the moment indefinitely Mm. yeah whereas you get the other side of it where people are are travelling or they they pick it for work or Mm. perhaps you know they just fancy a new new way of life Mm. exactly Um, and maybe it is more transient for them for them um yeah, that must be really difficult, actually, to come over here for yeah. an indefinite amount of time or, or to come over here for a short time, I mean. Mm. Psychologically, for those so, people yeah, as exactly. well, they don't want to make, maybe they don't want to make good exactly. friendships, whereas, you know, we're ready yeah. and Absolutely. chomping at the bit, ready to, ready to make friends. I know yeah. from my experience when I first arrived here, it was such a big change and I'd left so many amazing friends at home and I actually went into my own little bubble. It was the summer mm. when, two years ago, when there was amazing weather and I just went into a bubble and enjoyed my family and the move. Mm. And I didn't actually go out and actively make any friends. Mm. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, and previously, when I'd moved out of London into, to, the, to the southwest of England, um, five years prior to our move to Sweden, I was straight out meeting friends. But I just didn't have that urge when I moved here mm. until about yeah, seven or eight months later when, mm. I'd, when I really felt the need to get out and meet guys. And that's when I met you yeah. and not long after you. Mm. And, and from that moment, I've only I've probably met a handful of people because I've been pregnant or working mm. or busy and traveling. Yeah, um, exactly. Who I can really rely on. And they are amazing, amazing friends. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But Cam, you have a different experience because you moved over to Sweden when you were single. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, and literally just just for a change, I was really sick of London and. But that's because over here for three your months. dad is Swedish. Yep, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I had experience of being here. We'd spent a lot of time here as a family. Mm. Um, and when I wanted to have a bit of a break from London, it was like my first choice. I mm. used to love coming here as a child. And yeah. It was like a safe choice and I knew my cousins and my family. Yeah. I didn't have anyone my own age though to hang out with. Mm. But it was so a, that was it was a, a lifestyle choice for you because yeah. as a single it was, person. <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. Um but then it was it was diff- I mean, you know, all of a sudden I was here and I had my good friends back home and I was yeah. really homesick the first kind of few weeks. And were you working or were you studying? I wasn't playing. doing anything. Or I came playing. over here to kind of yeah, I was literally came over here to play, saved up some money, I was like, I need some distance from London, I need to figure out what I'm gonna do with my life. Yeah. That was eight years ago. And how, how long after you moved did you meet um, your partner? Yeah, very shortly, actually. <laughs> yeah. Big V. Big V. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not big. You, let's not go down that alley. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, quite shortly afterwards, actually. Um, so, and I started to work. I was just working in a cafe. Um, so I met people um, doing that, who were actually a lot from France and other people who weren't necessarily from Sweden. Um, but then you know life changes and yeah. I, we got into a serious relationship and then his social group opened up to me as well and mm. luckily enough not always the case you don't necessarily always like your partner's friends no absolutely no. Um, but luckily for me I did actually and they've become cherished friends that's lovely um, but you know the people that I met when I first got here we've grown apart from each other which mm. also happens mm. yeah. you don't you know you've had a baby since maybe they have I've had a baby yeah exactly life changes Sweden although it's uh, Stockholm rather is, or, which is where we are although it's quite small relatively mm. speaking it's very spread out yeah and if you live in the south yeah you're not going to see the people your friends in the north no often no especially um, when you've West had got young well. children well absolutely yeah that's true Mm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when we, Matthias had a lot of friends already based in Stockholm when we moved here, and I had met several of them through you know, them coming over to visit in London, yeah. or you know us coming over here for holidays and so mm. on, so I kind of had that already, um, but none of them were in the same position that we were, where we were mm. starting a family. Mm. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it, it really separated the, the two sides of the, of the table. Mm. Um, and when I had Stella, the first three months of her life, I was a shut-in. Yeah. I was a proverbial shut-in just yeah. because there was nobody else that, and I hadn't, and I clearly wasn't in that, you know, you were talking about that state of mind that you're in where you're either ready to make friends or you're yeah. not ready to make friends. I think really I probably wasn't actually ready, ready. to make mm, friends yeah. yet. Um, but when I did start to look for friends, it was all through her, mm. you yeah. know, and it was through play groups, it was through meetup groups, yeah. it was through, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So Children it was a, a brilliant way to meet people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But then you hear other side of the story, which is, you know, actually in Sweden, people don't make friends through their no. kids. Mm. And I've, I've got experience from the UK of that as well as Sweden. And in the UK, it was all mums picking their kids up from you know the school gates and making friends and chatting mm. whereas here you don't get that because school pickup is so different different times maybe it's the dad picking up maybe it's the mum mm. yep. maybe it's the grandma because yep. the mum mum and dad are working so I very rarely met anyone at the school gate yeah. um, I have made a few friends there but they're not people that I see very regularly and they're not like my homies yeah, yeah. you guys yeah, yeah. I'd love for a couple of them to be become that but it takes effort and I think yeah. that's the key to to moving to friendships anywhere they all take so much effort mm-hmm. um, but especially so when you're an expat mm-hmm. or living abroad mm-hmm. I think um, my you know I I've had two really really close friends um, that I got to know very quickly after Stella was born. 
move away from me they they moved away from yeah, me in have, quick succession yeah. after mm-hmm. uh, um and it was just it was purely because um for work related reasons yeah. and also for their lifestyle for the for them it just yeah. wasn't working mm-hmm. you know um uh and that kind of probably affected me more than I think it did because mm-hmm. yeah. it kind of makes you suddenly these were people that I saw every mm-hmm. single week yeah you know doesn't maybe once or twice a week whatever but I saw them every single week and now yeah yeah. Yeah. or like homesick all over it's weird it's a really strange feeling to Mm -hmm. feel but it is it's kind of a bit like homesick or maybe some kind of abandonment yeah Yeah. like how could you leave me (laughs) but it was really profound and I kind of felt like going I just didn't know if uh you know it it kind of I didn't know where to go Mm. but then I had you guys which was kind of a, an amazing fallback. Yeah. Not that you're a fallback. God, it makes me sound like <laughs> digging a hole for myself here. <laughs> the digging a hole for myself here, people. We're the uh, rebound <laughs> friends. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a, it's a really funny thing, and it mm. is back down to that but thing. Also, of, doesn't that just show that there are, um, you know, there are always more people to meet, and, mm. and, and it's, it's as much Absolutely. about putting yourself out Absolutely. there. You're not going to be friends with everyone. Mm. We have not got time to be friends with everybody. No. Nope. Um, and it does take effort. Again, it's hard in another country because things get lost in translation. So you mm-hmm. might be like feeling lonely because you mm. can't understand what cultural things there are going on in, the, in that city, perhaps. Mm. Yep. Yep. You can't read the newspaper, so you don't know the current affairs. And mm. you feel like a little bit out of the loop. Mm. Um, mm. And so therefore, maybe can't make plans. Mm. But literally, just you know, making a plan for a coffee or... A walk yeah. around yeah. anything. Soda or I had a very interesting question because we had a lot of comments yeah. um, come back to us from um, social media um, when we put it out there that we were going to record this. Um, Laura, um, who I think is actually currently in Australia mm-hmm. and is planning on moving over to Sweden mm-hmm. um, at some point this year. Um, her question is, the thing I worry about the most is how to work out where all the communities are. Mm-hmm. Our Swedish family live inner city and the kids seem to keep themselves, i.e., you know, keep themselves to themselves. Mm. Here, i.e. in Australia, my kids are, pl- are out playing with other kids on the front lawn mm-hmm. um, and we're all going to the playground on Fridays after school. So, you know, how do you find that kind of vibe in, in Stockholm? And I mean, I think my only answer to that is it's, mm, I don't know if it exists. Um, it probably yeah. depends. Wait, I mean, I don't have ex- so much experience of that yet because it is only eighteen months. But I mean, how do you find it with? I think it. I think it. It does change in different from pocket to pocket of Stockholm yeah. um, and all over Sweden. I'm sure where mm. I am, um, it's suburban Stockholm. We live in the north, mm. and the kids are playing out on the street. There are like lots of families, mm. and the kids do play out. I mean, that sounds horrendous if I was saying that in the UK people would be like what well no but, but I think I think they do I mean like yeah. just exactly what Laura yeah. was saying you know in Australia that's what her, mm. the, her yeah, kids are doing on the yeah. uh, on the front front lawn um in the gardens on the streets mm. uh, I mean we live in a when I say streets we live in a like a cul-de-sac mm. area, kind of area it's so. kind of a bit Englishy yeah actually the, where you live isn't it yeah to me yeah I mean uh, yeah maybe like, a, like where I grew up out in suburban, suburban yeah like it's suburban just outside yeah. London exactly Big street, um, nice houses. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. We feel relatively safe, and the kids feel happy there mm. to go out. And I'm happy for them to go up the road and play. I think in inner city Stockholm, mm. you, you've got more high rises. Mm. It's probably harder to find that, but they all have their 
communal playground. Yeah, yeah that's one like thing. Yeah. You've, you've, yeah. you've got that's you really special. Got. I think about yeah, Stockholm, we've got that? we've got that exactly yeah. that. The only problem, I mean, the problem is, is at the moment it's so dark by the time the kids mm. come out of school that yeah. I don't particularly want to be out there. And Stella's at an age; she's only two and a half, so she mm. still needs to have somebody. Yeah. I mean, as much as she could tear up that playground by herself, she, she still needs, needs to have somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So it's a great opportunity though if you're in in a stick in the city of Stockholm to get out to the playgrounds on an mm. evening where it's light mm. or a weekend with a cup of coffee in hand yeah. you're always going to meet other yeah. people there and yeah. you, if it becomes regular yeah. and you're there regularly like I'm saying to Ulf now that I'm not pregnant anymore because I had like a year of pregnancy last year it's really important for me to feel like get to know Stockholm again because mm. I had like three or four months where I didn't go out because it was too far and I just mm. was too fat and you know <laughs> 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 and I was just like oh I'll just sit on the couch and eat more cake yeah um, and now I'm like <laughs> We've got to make it every weekend. We go into town. Um, we've got the new fast train now, so it's 20 minutes door to door, super easy. And find like our place where we can go for brunch mm. or coffee or whatever, just so we can have somewhere that I feel mm. I'm getting my fix of yeah. Yeah. a city. Yeah. And then, you know, just wonder and meander. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. And I think that's, you know, I've always said if anyone ever asks me, you know, what, how do you do, how do you deal with the first half of moving abroad? Yeah. My, the best piece of advice I give to people is, you need to get to know your city. Yeah. Find if your you, coffee shop. Mm. Yeah, find your coffee yeah, shop. Your get to know out. your city. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know the route that you need to get home from the yeah. tube, whatever. Mm. Just find your way around the mm. city. If there are any town planners um, <coughs> listening, that's mm. the one thing that I really miss about other places that I've lived in the world, cities, the suburbs. There's always like a centrum, but there are mm. never any like little pockets to that to yeah. that town where yeah, it's a bit where there are coffee shops and things. Yeah. I, mean, I can talk. I can think of a couple, but on the whole, it's mm. you know, there's no little coffee shops to go to. That you know, yeah. when I go out mm. for a walk with my yeah. kids, I just want to drop in. Yeah, mm. or like they're just big centrums, and there's big just centrums. big like you know, like McDonald's and yeah. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Definitely. <laughs> just drop um, it in. The other, um, the other, one of the other questions or one of the other uh, comments that we had about this was um, uh, from the children's perspective, mm. um, and I'm going to try desperately to find the oh, sorry uh, comment because uh, it was sent to me through uh, on Instagram. Because I love Instagram. It's a brilliant yeah, Jill, place. We met Jill. through Instagram, didn't we? Yeah, and I met Ellie yeah. through Instagram, yeah. which is actually leading on to another point before we get on to yeah. the kids. Mm. Um, one of my, probably the best way that I've actually met people um, in Stockholm is through social media, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, the first time, the first thing that we I used to use was Meetup. Then nah, I don't use that anymore. It's mm. crap. Um, and then um, and Instagram. Mm. And so many like-minded people. I mm. mean, you know what you're looking for. You know what you like. You know mm. what you want to meet. You know what you're interested in. Yeah. And you just use that Nicole. to fill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and you know how to uh, filter that out, mm. basically. Yeah. And then, I mean, I could literally, we could literally just give a big shout out to everybody that yeah. we've met on so Instagram. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such a lovely community. And, and they're, sp- they're spread out across the whole of Sweden. Obviously. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, worldwide, obviously. Yeah. But in Sweden, there are mm. some lovely people. It's amazing. Um, so I, that would be my big tip. Mm. If anyone was supposed to come here or was moving here, get on social media. Just yeah. try and find the communities. Um, um, because that is what, I mean, that's, for me, that's what social media is for. It's about yeah. building mm. a community around your, I don't know, page or feed yeah. or whatever. And, and interact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Read, yeah. Exactly. Interact. interact, send a message. I just sent you a yeah. random message, got involved in a conversation yeah, you were having. Yeah, you did. And then we, before we knew it, we were meeting up at Greasy Spoon. Exactly. <laughs> having a coffee. 
read the comments because you yeah. never know like you know you scroll down and see what kind of peop- things that people are commenting about yeah. on, on the definitely posts, yeah. for example and then you might find someone who's quite like-minded and yeah private mm. message them and definitely your uncle. Yeah. and also or all the and yeah yeah <laughs> and also um the, on facebook for example then there are so many communities on yeah. facebook the groups yeah. facebook mm. groups are bursting at the seams mm. with stuff and i mean every decent there is a pretty much a facebook community for every type of interest yeah. in Sweden uh, you know some a little bit more unsavory than others but mm. anyway um uh, Little Bear Broad has three including mm. the Hedgehogs uh, playgroup one um and I know that there's plenty of other mums in Sweden uh English-speaking mums in Sweden Facebook yeah, groups yeah. too so there's a new 2018 babies in Sweden Ooh. Which is a new one as well, yeah. who sets those up I've always wondered about that just whoever um Someone, just the person who gets there first. Yeah, basically. Um, (laughs) Okay. Some of them are private groups. You can request to be part of it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's it's good. Interesting. Okay, there you go. Get get into the 2018 babies. Yeah, if you're having a baby in 2018 and you're in Sweden, um, drop us a line. Mm. Cool. Nice. Um, But, yeah, go back on to the the original point that I was going to make about uh, about kids. Um, So, a very good friend that I met, again, through Instagram, Mm. Charlotte, um, contacted me um, after we posted the first time that we were going to record this with a really, really good point. And, oh, my God, I wish I could find it. Here we go. Um, Okay, what does she say? What does she say? So um, I'm sure she's not going to mind me saying this. So this is from Charlotte. She says, I only have my own experience, actually her experience as a child, but I was born in Morocco and the culture difference was massive when she moved to Sweden. It took me over two years in a Swedish school to make any friends. So she wanted to sort of big a big shout out to any expat parents who are out there saying, you must, must be aware of this. Mm. So, um, you know, watch out for constant belly aches mm. or other made up illnesses as a sign of children not necessarily adjusting as well as they could have mm. to their new lives in Sweden. And I think it's such a good point. Mm. I hadn't even thought about that. Is you know, like yeah. how do kids cope with that move abroad and, mm. and suddenly being thrust into yeah. a situation, not just a new school and new people, Definitely. a new language and mm. a new culture. Especially I mean, it's mega. You, yeah. Especially when you think, you know, generally kids are so resilient. Actually, it's the little things that mm. you've got to notice and really support them on. And I'm finding that with my kids still today. Yeah. And I would say 100% they have been amazing adapting to their yeah. new friends, new yeah. schools. Yeah. Um, Bruno will be starting his... What is it for called? school class? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in oh, for class. For, for, for class. class. Oh, God. Don't count us on that. He's starting school, basically. <laughs> 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 in uh, or next, this August. Mm. Um, mm. So we're selecting schools and mm. going through mm. that process right now. Um, but I mean, he has adapted brilliantly, but he's a sensitive boy and I have to be really aware of, mm. you know, what his needs might be and, and when he's happy, when he's sad and good communication with teachers. Yeah. Whether it's, mm. Don't be afraid to ask in your native in English, um, you know, if, if, uh, if you don't understand, yeah. you know, just don't yeah. always speak try up. and just speak yeah. up and say, look, just explain to me, this to me properly because mm. I want to understand. I've spoken to his teachers many times about various things and they've been amazing. Um, supportive mm. in his mm. language development mm. in both English and Swedish, um, as well as his. How um, do that's a really good question, actually. I mean, how do how do the schools go about supporting a child? Like, so how so Brew was four, five when they came four. over. Four, four. Yeah. Okay, so he obviously was kind of had quite advanced, 
you know. He, his dad, I mean, we are primarily, our language was English at home, so we'd lived there together for 10 years in, in England. Um, so we spoke English at home, so occasionally Ulf would remember to speak Swedish, <laughs> and he would, he would pick up a bit, um, and obviously visits home here. Um, but when we moved, he wasn't speaking any Swedish, and it's just the last year that he now is pretty fluent in both. Mm. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. We're, all, we're all learning together. Yeah, that's mm. incredible. We help each other, but... Um, uh, what was I saying? What were we saying? <laughs> just I was asking about the about how you know kids are you know, like how do the schools support that? Yeah. So they speak Swedish at school, mm. but they will go switch um, to English if they're kind of seeing a bit of a blank. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah. But, yeah. Know, it's primarily Swedish that, mm. they're, that they're talking. So it's just a sort of immersion, it's full on immersion. Full on immersion. Every day they you know they'll do whatever's on the mm. curriculum mm. in Swedish. Mm. Um, but then he comes home and he speaks English. And he'll watch mm. TV in English and Swedish when mm. we watch TV. Yeah. Um, I just also am really interested to know, like, what does, how do kind of slightly older children mm. cope mm. with that? I mean, how do they, yeah. you know, because there's, there's things, up until the age of five, kids kind of just absorb language and they mm. just, yeah. they don't really think about it. They just, because they're still kind of learning their mother language, yeah. they just take on another language. But if a child is like nine or ten, like if they started school elsewhere, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an amazing. I'm like, I, I always keep saying this. I want to, I want to get a, a language expert, a linguistics mm. expert on the podcast yeah, so that we can do a little bit amazing. more. Yeah, in depth that'd be really, about especially yeah, for at the moment. Obviously, mm. I'm speaking English with Ingrid. Yeah, and Victor's yeah. speaking Swedish. A nursery or first schooler, she's speaking Swedish. Oh, well, Stella all the time. doesn't speak any English. Yeah, exactly. But Icky does actually. It's quite interesting. She's got a bit of a both oh, no, going on. Yeah, Stella is very you speak much. English to Stella, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, I think I'm that's the really person. important because my dad, as we said earlier, was Swedish, but never spoke Swedish to me, mm. even though I asked mm. when I was like 10 mm. to have Swedish lessons. Yeah. Obviously, outside Sweden, the language isn't the most useful, but. Let's not tell any Swedes that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> outside Sweden, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see how Iggy develops with her mm. languages. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what Should I be reading about this? I don't know. Well, that's the qu- that's the question that I've had. That's exactly the question that I've had. We can do to to help yeah. them with that. Because I mean, the thing that I'm, I, I was I always this keep is saying a whole new podcast. I know it's yeah, a whole yeah. new <laughs> podcast. Like we should really focus on the one the friends in Sweden. We'll yes, do that one next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I, just to say, I speak English to our first school of teachers. They they reply to me in Swedish, and mm. I understand a lot of Swedish these days. I should be speaking more Swedish, but the flexibility we'll is brilliant, though. Yeah. it is good. But don't be scared, don't be scared if no. you can't speak Swedish to not talk to your children's teachers. That's yeah. why I would say. And also, don't be scared to speak Swedish and get it wrong, and yeah, then exactly. blend it up. You yeah. know? English, I mean, maybe. they're speaking at their second language to you. They're probably not comfortable either. No, completely. No, I mean, I'm really trying my best to speak more Swedish. Yeah, it's my too. kind of like it's my goal for Life 2018 goal. Yeah. to yeah. to really speak more Swedish because mm. you know you do fall. It's so easy to fall into the easy trap of yeah. not speaking. But it's Swedish. even worse when you are trying to make an effort to speak English at home. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a funny and it's another one of those yeah. expats. It's a double edged sword, isn't it? it? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm <coughs> talking about friendship with the kids. I'm going to, it's Bruno's birthday next month, and I am getting geared up to give him a birthday party Woo! with some friends. Yeah, that's yeah, exciting. We didn't last year yeah. because it was still quite early days, and I didn't really know how it works. Still don't really know how it works mm. in terms of the inviting kids. Like, mm-hmm. do you put their invitation in their bags? At school, oh, or do you oh put them on the God, do you have to write the whole that, class? Yeah. Do you have to, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I'm just going to have to just go with what I feel, go with my gut. Mm. And um, yeah, so we're going to organise that for him and hope that he then feels like he's got a group of friends. Mm. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, that's something that b- terrifies me. It's just like, how do you even... Yeah, I, I just, I'm terrified that Stella's going to be the only person in the class that doesn't have any friends. Oh, oh chill. I know. I mean, it's silly. It's one of those sort of silly, paranoid yeah. things, isn't it's it? It's, like it's normal for a mother or a father to feel that way. And to worry. Yeah, yeah. to worry, yeah. And I, I mean, have you, how are you with your, like, Stella's classmates and their parents and... Do you feel we basically, if I go and pick her up and there's some fret people there, then I'll be like, hey, 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 mm, yeah. you know, and that'll be it. Yeah. But um, that's the start, though. That's yeah, good. To yeah. Do that. I'm the same. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but it kind of like, I've, I do do worry, like, oh, God, what if they're being in, like invited to, what if they're all having birthday parties behind her back? I mean, it's just paranoia extreme, mm. you know. Yeah. But then it's just, you know, I think that's why you've, as a you know parent in the situation that we're in you have to go out there and make friends through other channels Mm -hmm. and rely on other ways of Mm -hmm. you know getting to getting to know people Mm -hmm. but also asking the questions if you because of the language barrier you don't know if you're missing something potentially Mm -hmm. so therefore you've just got to ask the questions like is there Mm -hmm. anything going on that i should know about yeah Mm -hmm. then you'll be told Mm -hmm. and then if if you want to be being invited to things Mm -hmm. with your child you do something and show them that this is how it's possible yeah Exactly. Just grab the bull by the horns and yeah. do Definitely. it. Definitely. Like, you know, back Definitely. home in the UK, I would have been doing that a lot, having play mm. dates. It just doesn't happen here. And I've kind of let that go now, my idea to do it, because... Mm. Well, I think that's part of the thing, isn't it? It's all like goal goes back to expectation. And I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time writing about expectation in the last few months because of other stuff. But um, I think there is an, uh, you you do arrive in these situations with a certain level of expectation. And most often than not, they're massively dashed. Yeah, you know, you, it's the reality of it is far below what your expectation is. And I think if you just have a sort of an open mind to what is going, what is reality is going to be, mm. which is, yeah. you know, you actually have to work a lot harder than you think you're going to have to work, mm. then I think you would probably find that it, life would get a bit easier mm. um, uh, as well with the whole friendship thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I... It, I Definitely, I. In terms of, I don't have that much experience with the whole Swedish friends thing, and I think that's something that I really want to work on. Um, you mean having friends that are Swedish, yeah, are native, yeah, and yeah. of your own as well, yeah, that aren't Ex- exactly. Your that are, or, yeah. They aren't through Matthias, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's something that. You know, I, I feel sorry for the Swedes who constantly get this bad rep for. Mm being like, oh, they're a really difficult group of people to make friends with. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's like all these Gallup polls about how difficult, the most difficult people in the world to make mm-hmm. friends with. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, yeah. if somebody's, no, exactly. if someone's, if we're gregarious mm-hmm. enough to go out there and, and, and yeah. look for it, then we need to be the ones that take the bulls by Absolutely. the horns. And never judge a book by its cover because the amount of people that I have looked at in a doctor's surgery or on the street and gone, wow, they look so moody, you know, and I did post this the other day, you know, I smiled at someone on the train and they mm. didn't smile back mm. and I was like god's sake and it was yeah but you're just that weird person on the train that's sort of making yeah, friends maybe. with people mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then I realized actually you know who knows what they're thinking who knows what they're going through exactly and yeah totally and actually if I just made a bit more effort then I would get to know that person and mm. I did get to know someone very recently in adoptive surgery um, having made an initial first opi- first opinion about that person, who is now like the sweetest person ever, mm. um, who I hope to get to know better. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, never ju- judge a book by its cover, mm. and always make 
a little bit more effort than you are making. Yeah, yeah. don't be scared. Or the, make that even first move. even saying, you know, done. make a little bit more effort than you actually think you need. Yeah, exactly. you, you need to make, exactly. and that's mm. the that's the key. And, and yeah, so I think for me, I um, yeah, making more friends that are native Swedes mm. would be really on my top list of things yeah. to do. Um, I, I know I mentioned earlier about this film, um, Swedish Theory of Love, before. And oh, I yeah. haven't seen this, mm. I haven't seen the full film yet, but I believe it's pretty good to get a good understanding of, I think it's the Emtelagen, which mm. is, I'm not even going to go there to explain it. I'm like, all the headlines, no facts. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put it there, that little nugget. Go and watch that film. It may give you a better understanding mm. of... Mm-hmm. And was that not via Instagram that you were introduced to that book, that film? No, it was actually through the lady. Is it Christina who we went to? Did the um, we went to her one of her women inspired evenings? Omg! That mentioned it. Really? Um, I really. I'm sorry if it is Christina or not. I've forgotten what your page is called. But I can put it out there. We can put it on the on the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, we will do, and we'll put and it on Facebook, and we'll put it on the link as well for the the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what was it? The film it's called again? Swedish theory of love. Swedish theory. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it is about like why they're they're they they like to divide Solitude things equally and, and yeah, all absolutely. that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, who was it? Was it one of you guys? That's oh yes. Oh, uh-huh. I think it was Cam. This is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. The reason that we were talking about people not offering up seats on the tube for people who were pregnant or, yes. yeah, <coughs> and you were talking to Victor about this. Yeah, my husband. Your other half. Yeah. And he said, the reason I don't want to do it is because I might massively offend somebody. Yeah. Now that, to me, that logic is just crazy. Yeah. But that's, the, that's but that, that basically encapsulates It's not kind the of thoughtlessness or like, no, they're, but they're not aware. It's, what it is, is it's overthinking yeah. the situation mm. at the end of the day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think just yeah. by whatever your personality is like, you know, for me, I'm I'm quite outgoing, generally. But I would smile at someone, and I think don't forget who you really are. And if mm. you want to smile at somebody or say hello, mm. say it loud so that they can hear you, and just go for mm. it and, yeah. and offer your seat or mm. move up a little bit, so that so that they get but your I mean, message. I, like I don't understand. Like if someone, if I was quite obviously pregnant yeah I'm not by the way uh, but if I was quite obviously pregnant and somebody came on and I came onto the tube and somebody went there you go have the seat you know I'd be like thanks yeah, yeah. I would only you know, be grateful yeah. Yeah. yeah and even if I wasn't pregnant or even if I was you know you know if someone just went would you like to have a seat I'm quite capable of saying I'm all right thanks mm. yeah not oh, well. taking it Personally, no. Personally. Mm. Anyway, that was an aside note. I don't know what, but it was all, it all kind of linked in my head with all the empty lungs. But uh, yeah, like I guess that's another way that they might, Swedes might come across as a bit cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. That kind but of actually, just not, desperately not, not wanting really not. to like offend people. Yeah. And the best way to do that is just to not get involved. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So top takeaways for friendship. And how to make friends in Sweden without alienating people. Mm. <laughs> uh, don't talk to them on the bus. No, 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 that's true. That's not. <laughs> um, but what would be your, your top two or three tips, each of you? I would say uh, social media, definitely. Yes. Yeah, Number one. Um, and don't be afraid to make the first move. Send yeah. a message. Just stop, you know, if you see something on social media that you like the look of, like it, make a comment, start mm. a conversation. You yep. don't know where it will lead. Yeah. 
um, and get out into your community. Yeah, that's one of yeah. my top ones. Is just make yeah. the effort mainly just and go get out into your community, know what's going on, and yeah, and go to go to your local playground. Yeah, catch someone's eye. Yeah, mm. you can always, especially with a child, you can always start a conversation. You've already got something in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you do get that funny look, like you're mm. the mad person with the, you know, just. Move yeah, on. Shrug exactly. it off. Move on. Yeah. Don't don't get. Don't feel like you know. It's the yeah. only person out there for you. It's yeah. Exactly. No, there are so many more, and um, and you can't be friends with everybody, but you have to give it a go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I know that I've met somebody in my local community when I used to walk the kids to school, and she was walking the opposite direction with her baby, and one day I just decided to say hello, come over for coffee. Mm. We see each other every day. We never chat. I'm going to say hi, and I'm going to invite you for coffee, and we did. We've only done it once or twice, but. I don't see her very often now because I drive. and um, But if I did, it would be lovely to see her again. Mm. And we know each other. We recognise each other. Mm. And it's just mm. nice to know that there's somebody mm. else yeah. in the community that I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. yeah. And one other thing that I meant to say earlier. Uh, when I first started Ingrid, I didn't join the local um, mama group, which uh-huh. your BBC can organise for you, which yeah. is the Barn Board Central. And every community has one, yeah. pretty much. And they yeah. w- they'll organise it for you. They will literally send you a letter. Yeah. Um, saying when they're going to meet next and what time and who the people are. And I didn't join for about three months and I deeply regretted it when I did mm-hmm. mm. because I spoke English. They had no issue with it at all. Mm. That was my mm. kind of big thing that they mm. would think I was a bit weird and is yeah. it going to be really awkward? And I saw those women every day for about the next four months. Yeah. Um, and it completely changed my experience of mm. having a, a young child. Mm-hmm. So that's, again, swallow it. Just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Swallow your fear and, yeah. and, and there'll be take that diff- step. There may be different women and men going to that group every week, so mm. you never know who you're going to meet. No. Mm. And just by getting out there and doing it, you yeah. might meet just one little gem. Yeah, um, exactly. You don't need to be friends with everyone, yeah, as we don't. keep saying. You do not. Well, the one thing I wanted to add was about you know the, the question that we got from Laura about how did she find communities, um, especially for kids that are probably a bit older than mm. you know like um, babies. Uh, I would you know definitely use, again, back to the social media, um, you know, look at the, there will guaranteed be a community which is based around, on social media, mm-hmm. there will be a community based around the physical community that you are living in. Yeah. Yeah, there, will. Um, there will be a, a Facebook page about the the play park mm-hmm. um, in your local community that you can become a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if there isn't, start it yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Get out there, start it yourself, yeah. do it yourself. Um, uh, because that's that's exactly what I did with Little Bear Abroad. Mm-hmm. And even though, even though there were communities out there for you know english-speaking mums in stockholm or Mm. international parents in stockholm there just wasn't something that i was i really wanted to find out about events and activities and things to do and know you know where to find that and what to get how to get the information without kind of Mm -hmm. trawling through you know ridiculous amounts of um i don't know stuff um so i started it by myself and now we've got like a thousand members so it's like Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. Um, all friends. All friends. We're all friends. <laughs> all friends. Um, uh, so yeah, I think it's really important to actively look for that stuff yourself yeah. online. Be proactive. Yeah, and also, but in reality as well, when you are when you do find your local community play park or your upna for schoola, mm. they have boards. There's stuff up on the boards. Mm. You know, you can look to see local events that are taking place that you can take yeah. the kids along to. And when you go to those local events, just talk to people mm-hmm. like screw the book screw the courage up and you know you'll be better for it even if it does take every bit of yeah courage mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. inside go for it yeah, do it absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. I hope we've answered everybody's questions. I'm really worried that we've left some of these questions out and I haven't answered them. Oh, we can them. take yeah. questions. Yeah, we can. Online. Online, absolutely. Yeah. We can do that. Um, but speaking of friends, uh, we, the po- we've got some friends of the podcast. Woo! Ooh. We recently made some friends of the podcast with another podcast, which has just gone out, um, called Ihuvadet of Barn. I think that's the name of it. I'm so sorry if it's not. But anyway, they've sent us a little message for our listeners. And here it is. Okay. Hello, Jill and Ellie. And thank you for having us on your podcast episode. I am going to talk about our podcast called Ihuvedet Poet Barn, which I do with one of my friends, Pietrus Gustafsson, who couldn't be here today. So the whole concept about the podcast is that we focus on children There's a lot of podcasts where they talk about children, but not with children in an actual studio. So we want them to express their feelings, you know, talk about their opinions, their dreams. I mean, from everything from bullying to what their favorite TV show is. Uh, And me, myself, Leo, I don't have any children. I'm looking forward to having some in the near future. And Petrus Gustafsson, who is... My wingman here, he has three children. So I think the contrast between us two, that will develop for some very interesting conversations and different questions. You know, we have different views. So I think we complement each other very good. You know, working with children in a podcast is not the ideal way of working since, you know, Sam and Anton, who is permanent members of the podcast, they are 10 and 12. So, you know, to keep them under control, you know, from not signing out and you know bursting into other thoughts you know it's quite challenging to get them to sit on their spot and talk about the actual subject the reason we are doing this uh, podcast is just purely for the love of children that we have the podcast is available for download at podcaster through itunes or acast and you can find us on instagram through thank you guys and uh, we'll be back again next week with the amazing Dr. James. Um, and we're going to be talking about something which is a little bit controversial, <gasps> vaccines. Mm-hmm. It's been coming up. You were it's thinking big ones, weren't you? <laughs> what are you thinking? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to go there. Let's Don't want to go there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about vaccines just in light of all the stuff that's been happening in the news about measles and about the the new cases that are t- happening down in the south of uh, Sweden. Uh, we wanted to hit the nail on the head um, and really flu get jab. some facts. Flu jabs, anything, anything, any any questions that anybody has about vaccines, whether it's about the schedule, the vaccine schedules that are in Sweden, whether about it's unscheduled vaccines. Like, I know a lot of people have got chickenpox questions about vaccines vaccines the chicken pox and so on um or like for example in the uk they have is it meningitis which is one of the meningitis vaccines that they get in the uk anyway um so there's lots of different things that are on different schedules everywhere please get in touch with us we'll do our best to answer them with dr james um and uh yeah until then back soon back soon be safe everyone bye